This is Planted, a podcast that encourages us to be rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ and established in the faith. Today, Pastor Matt Grimm leads us through the opening verses of 1 John chapter 4. Behind every message, there's either a spirit of truth in Jesus Christ or of the lies of this world. Hey, welcome back to the Planet Podcast. This is Pastor Matt Grimm. I'm here once again with Thad Keenel. How are you doing today, Thad? I'm doing good. It's good to be back. Yeah. What are we going to do today? <laughs> we are. We get to venture into a new chapter. We are. Uh, we finished up chapter three last week of First John, and we're going to kick off with. First uh, John chapter four this week. So we've been going through the book of First John and and trying to emphasize a little evangelism along the way as we've been going through this uh, letter. Although you know it's not so much really a letter as much as it is in some ways a almost sermon like. You know we we talked about last time I think too just how it is. There's um, he keeps revisiting some of the same topics. It's almost more of a um, you know, a it's not poet. It's not a poem, but it does have some poetic features to it in the sense that he right. keeps um, uh, coming back to the same topics and through some kind of like amplification the, of of the same themes. And so he's been talking a lot about truth and love and using imagery like light. And so you know, in some ways, that this uh, he's been talking about God is light and God is love and emphasizing truth, the truth of God in in light and imageries of light and love and so forth. And so, um, but throughout really the, the real central theme of, of John has been Jesus, <laughs> right? That, uh, yeah. that, you know, and really the, the Father and the Son are one and God, it, to know God is to know Jesus. And we talked about that you know, several times, and even this this past time, when we looked at verse twenty three, and he says, "And this is his commandment of of chapter three that we believe in the name of his Son Jesus Christ and love one another, and to love God and love one another." But really, to love God is to is to know Jesus, right? Right. And so, um, and so we ended by saying in verse twenty four, "Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God, and God in him." So we talked about how in for John to abide in Christ is very much like Paul talks about being in union with Christ, but that abiding in Christ is very much to be living by the Spirit. And so life in the Spirit, in the new man, living by the Spirit, for Paul is very much abiding in Christ in John. And he ends, he ends verse 24 of chapter 3 saying, and, this, and by this we know that, that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he's given us. And so, um, which is which is very similar to what he, John says in his gospel, uh, in terms of the, the, the Jesus is going to leave and send the Spirit, right? And so, uh, in a lot of ways, really, John's um, in in the Gospel of John, Jesus's last teaching to his disciples in the upper room is is there's a lot of similarities between that and the epistle here of John, the in in the terms of. The uh, abiding in the spirit, the new command, this new command I give you in in John. We think about even like Monday Thursday. We just came off of Easter, and Monday Thursday is the, this this new command, which isn't really that new. It's always been there, is to to love your neighbors yourself, or to love as I have loved you. 
you know, Jesus says. And so that's what we keep going back to this. There's always this truth that's of following God's commands, which are tied to Jesus, which then is also shows itself out in love. Right. And so, um, so really, as we, there's kind of a, some people think that there's kind of, uh, you know, two main parts to, to John, yep, kind of through, um, after the introduction, you have one, five through three, 10, where God is light and the playing that self out. And then three, 11 through the end where God is love. And that that's being emphasized, but all along it's the centrality of Jesus and knowing him. And so even like last time we, we said, we had this, this antichrist that came up in chapter two, right? And in, in chapter, and then here we have that whole idea coming up again in chapter four, and it's all related and centers around Jesus. And so uh, if you'd read for us. Yeah, before we um, do that, I, I have a, a question yeah. that I'd like to throw at you because I think it's pertinent to um, the spirit. Okay. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about here. But in the uh, last verse of there of three that you just read, um, so the second part of 24 says, and by this, we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. That's obviously the Holy Spirit. Yes. And my question is, it says by this, we know that he abides in us by the spirit. So there's this, to me, it, there's a statement of internal testimony of the spirit yes. that's actually speaking to us now. How do we distinguish that with people that sometimes give like a false testimony and saying like I'm being led by God to tell right. you something and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel truthful or they say my the spirit inside me is telling me that my interpretation of the scripture is correct right you know and it's like well you know sometimes maybe I'm not sure if it is but there's other times where it's quite obvious that it's wrong so you know isn't how do they if this person I would believe some people are are true Christians but there almost feels like they're not adhering to the full combination of spirit life and the word of God right well I think I think that really is what verses one to six are about of chapter four I think so I think we'll answer that okay good. as we get into that but but as before we do that i do i do think it does reflect back on verse 23 and 24 of chapter 3 too so verse 23 and this is his commitment that we would believe in the name of his son jesus christ and love one another right and so the whole this whole thing that's this main theme throughout the scriptures of loving god what's it mean to love god and love one another and the love for god is rooted in the knowledge of god which comes from the scriptures right and then, then man itself is in a life that does love one another according to the scriptures. So we got to keep pointing people back to the scriptures, which goes back to this whole idea of what's your interpretation versus my interpretation. Uh, now we do understand there are different interpretations within scripture, but it does go back to uh, one a podcast we did on the perspicuity of scripture, which is the clarity of scripture, right, right. which is there. And there, there are certain there are certain simple fundamental things that are very clear in scripture and that that most central to that is who is Jesus and what did he come to do and accomplish for us right that if 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 you miss that in scripture you're missing some of those clear things right. uh, I it was just today listening to I once I listened to a podcast by um, T- Kevin the, uh, the young that it's called uh, life and books and everything 
And he had a little, some of his are really short. They're like six minutes long. Some are longer. He interviews people. But he did have about 20 minutes one that was kind of on your interpretation versus my interpretation kind of a deal. And that's one of the things he talked, he brought up the whole doctrine of perspicuity from the Westminster Confession of Faith. And and I think it's very much what we did in that one podcast, right? right? And so that's the thing. And and, and that, like I said, I think that'll come out and be clear when we even look at verse, uh, the first six verses of chapter four here. Right. And then the other thing, and I think I actually brought this up in one of our other classes, it might've been the Shadows of Christ class, but um, in regard to proper interpretation is that we need to be doing our best to hear what the author is trying to say to us, right? right? What was the author's intent in that? Yes. And so not to make something up that just fits the way we're feeling that day, right? And so, yeah, all of that kind of comes together. And so the Spirit is going to testify that through the consistency and the hermeneutics, which we talk about right. as, as they come together, right? Yeah, and in Scripture itself, I think we see there's a, a grand narrative of Scripture, which we've talked about, right, Which where everything leads to Jesus, and Jesus' life, death, resurrection, ascension— um, is is the answer is somehow summing it all up, and we, we when we see the New Testament authors' reflection on the Old Testament, they're they're seeing that as the thing, you know, mm-hmm. the the whole road to Emmaus, right? Jesus yeah. opened up the scriptures and showed how they all point to Him, right? And so, uh, and that's where this whole issue of having the right Spirit, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit testifying to us that Jesus is the Christ, right? I think is that um, is that uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, is it? First Corinthians twelve three. Um, Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Mm, right. right, right. And so the Spirit is always the Spirit who unites us to Christ is always going to testify truly about Jesus. And so I think that's a great lead into our verses today. So great. you want to read, are you reading New King James today? I, I can or ESV, but I have New King James up. Yeah, go ahead and read the New and, King James. And we're going to go one through six? Yeah. Okay, great. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us, and he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. All right, let me pray for us. Uh, Holy Spirit, who leads us into all truth. We pray and ask now that you would guide that nice conversation, that we would be true to your word uh, that you have uh, given in the scriptures through your prophets and apostles. And we ask now that uh, we would be in submission to you and to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, it says here, you know, he, he ends by saying, 
being in the Spirit, the Spirit who's given us, it's by Him that we abide in God, and that is known through believing in Jesus and loving one another. And so it's out of that then he says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits uh, to see where they're from God. Now, again, in context, why is John writing this letter? He's writing letters to these groups of churches, very likely the similar churches that are in in the Ephesus area, like Ephesus and Colossae and um, Heropolis and all in that whole region of uh, what we would now know as kind of southwestern Turkey. Uh, and so, uh, and and we've mentioned before that what are what are some of the things that he's emphasizing in terms of what is light, what is truth, and that is that Jesus came in the flesh. And so he mentions that here. That's how we're to say this because. The, he's probably writing against these false teachers who've come out of their church, right? So it's not just he's not just dealing with any old you know philosophy and teaching out there, which you could relate to this, but it's specifically people who've come out of their church who are trying to lead people astray. Right? There's some infiltrators, right? And, and so, but they are they have fallen prey to some of the Greek philosophy of the day, which would have been Gnosticism, and and a particular application of that of Docetism, which we reviewed in the last podcast. A little bit, but the, it is again Gnostic. This extreme dualism, where there's this elevation of this pure knowledge over over the physical world and physical life. And Docetus would say, who adopt that, say, well, Jesus only appeared as a human; he didn't really take on flesh. So he's directly and in, in, in this directly addressing that. No, you need to believe that Jesus came in the flesh; that the incarnation is real. But with that, I think we could also lump in with that also that he is the Christ, right? That he is the Messiah. He is the sent one from God who has come to be king over all Mm -hmm. and who accomplishes uh, God's purposes set out um, for Israel that Israel did not accomplish, Abraham and their descendants, and that Jesus being truly in the flesh and a descendant of that in, in the sense that he comes from that line, and he is of the Jews, he is the king who came and fulfilled all God's purposes to bless the nations and to reconcile all things through him. So those two things together, that in when we talk about Jesus coming in the flesh and the incarnation, you can't separate that from the historical Jesus who is the Messiah. So all that's wrapped up in there together. So if you deny that Jesus is the Messiah and you is also then and if you deny that Jesus came in the flesh, you're all, you're denying all that, right, right? Right, right. Sure. So the false teachings that we see today and that was that John was addressing back then are going to are all related to that. So how do we identify and and then it comes. He, let me back up and just say, why does he? Why does he call this a spirit? Do not believe every spirit. Right. So, is he talking about? Is he directly talking about the demonic realm here? Right. Or is he? Or is he just saying any false teaching that is coming or any false teacher? He's identifying them as a spirit. So there's a there's the teaching itself, and then there's the teachers themselves. And I would say we need to ask ourselves a question. Is it the teaching itself that is a false spirit? Is it the teacher who's a false spirit? Or could we say it's both? Yeah. Is there a spirit behind both of them? Right. Well, I think because we're dealing with the the Bible and and the Word of God, and it does pull out directly um, in contrast to the Holy Spirit, that we're dealing with something that is supernatural in nature and not just talking about 
a, um, when you rooted for your team, did you do it in the spirit of Rutgers, you know, <laughs> yeah, with right. that kind of, you know, which is just talking about in the general tone of, or in the mood, right. in the mood of here, it's actually saying that behind every statement, really, um, there's truth or not truth. Right. And so we know that the Holy spirit is what agrees with the truth of God and his word. And therefore it appears to be the, I mean, the word spirit is going to be pneuma there. It in is the pneuma. Greek, yeah. yep. And it's going to be talking about a literal power behind the message, which is, you know, not just um, simply if you're speaking truth or lies about things uh, you know, around us. I think there's something that's a, a, um, a direct contrast between the things of this world and when you're handling God's world, or right. God's word. Right, right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I think in context here, it's very much, spirit in this sense is very much being used to introduce the, what is behind the teaching, right? And so it is, it is very much talking about, um, the teachings that are and the false teachings that are here. Uh, but there's a recognition. He could have just directly said, he could have just said, um, do not believe every teaching. Right. But he chose to say spirit. And so there is this behind any philosophy or worldview of any kind. And even if it's not something that came out of that's trying to draw Christians away like from within the church, but let's just let's just throw, you know, um any philosophy that's out there, like Buddhism or or uh naturalism, there is this there is a there's a spiritual f- force behind that that is leading that in, in some sense. Right. Right. And so there uh to disassociate the worldview that is against God, right, from any other thing. Say, well, it's, we're just, we're just, just, we're just. Let's just talk about this in secular terms, right? Once you start entering into the secular and saying we're secular rooms, you are still in the realm of of the spirit. There's or a spirit is behind that. Right. And I think we need to recognize that, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think what you just said there that I nodded my head to quite largely was the biblical worldview. You know, what what is the biblical worldview? Well, that is the worldview that aligns with God's truth as he's given it to us in Scripture. And there are truths in these other philosophies, but all that proves is that they are borrowing from God's truth from God's worldview. Right. So, I mean, an atheist can say something true and just because he's an atheist doesn't mean that everything he's saying is a lie. Exactly. Right. So, um, there's plenty of areas that an atheist would agree with, with things that we agree with, even on morality, right. Right. Up to a certain point maybe. But, um, the idea is as soon as we branch off away from God's truth, now we're, now we're dealing with really spiritual matters. Yeah. Well, everything is, Everything is a spiritual matter is, is kind of what we're saying right. here, right? And so when, when when John starts talking about the world, sometimes he's just talking about the context we all live in, but you know the the cosmos. But 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 oftentimes when he, he's he's also talking about those world systems that are believing things contrary to God. And so when men 
come and teach something contrary, that man, that man is a is a spirit, you know, who's teaching something wrong, right? Um, and who's given himself over to the philosophy of the world, which is governed by the prince of the power of the the air, you know, Satan, who is who is the lord of 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 that world that's contrary to the, the 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 world of darkness as opposed to the world of light. You know, so when we think about the two ages, um the age that's passing away that's in darkness and the age that has been inaugurated and coming that's in the light, you know, when when the when a teacher has given themselves over to that false teaching, they're in they're of that wrong spirit. Right. And I think that's what we, we can acknowledge here. So right. don't believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Yeah, I mean, I think that's saying, so the teacher or the source of the teacher and the spirit behind the right. teacher, however that um, is all coming together and the things that we're talking about, it's this is speaking to those who are receiving the message, right. the church, right? Right. We're not to be gullible. Exactly. And it's very likely that these teachers are teaching something about Jesus. Right. They've come out of the, they're they're saying, you know, they're even telling people to follow each maybe Jesus in some way, but who's the Jesus they're talking about? Right, yeah. And some things tickles, tickles our ears, and it sounds good, right? But right. In, until we um, search it out a little bit deeper, we might not even recognize yeah. it as an error. So that's why we have to compare and contrast. Right. And, and so we see that today in yeah. our world. We see um, Jehovah's Witnesses will talk about Jesus, but they don't see Jesus the way the Scriptures do. Right. Latter-day Saints— you know, Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, same deal. When, the, when they were talking about Jesus, who is Jesus? And so it's good when those people come to your door, right? You need to ask yourself, am I going to take time today and tell, and, and, and tell them about the real Jesus, or am I not? You know, and if you're not, then let them go on, then, you know, let them go on by. But I encourage you to take the time. And witness the real Christ to them, mm-hmm. you know. But you got to understand the how to distinguish between those things. And the same thing can be true about some churches today too, right? Uh, the, who would call themselves who wouldn't be Mormon or Jesus Christ uh, Latter Day Saints or Jehovah's Witness, but they're gonna they're gonna say no, we believe in Jesus. But when you start asking them about the Jesus they believe in, is it the same Jesus of the Scriptures too? And so what are some of the things that, how does the spirit of the Antichrist manifest himself um, with Jesus talk? Because it's, it's one thing to say, because we think Antichrist, oh, they're not going to, you know, they're, oh, they're going to they're gonna denounce Jesus. Well, no, very few people really want to go full out and say Jesus is not, is not a, a Someone worthy of discussion, right? It's a very subtle twist, isn't it? Yes, and that's how that's how we're deceived by by the evil one, right? You know, it, it's subtle because um, he comes in just like he did with Eve. You know, he's asking all the right questions. He's not he's not coming off with lies right. or anything out of the gate, right? Then just does a little twist and adds a little bit of information. Do you know in the day that you you'll actually have more knowledge, right? Right, and so that's the trickery. Oh well. What's wrong with that? Even Eve says, well, she sees it, she desired that it looked good, and it was right. to make one wise. So that was, what can be possibly wrong with that? Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, so when it comes to theology, like who Jesus is from a, from a fully God, fully man, you know, the Jehovah's Witness will not acknowledge Jesus to be fully God. Correct. The Mormons will not acknowledge him really to be 
the full creator God of the whole universe. They might say, well, he's the, the God here of, of the earth. But they're, when you start asking about the bigger creational things, you know, they, they struggle, right? right? Yeah. And so um, in, in that sense, but then, but then you have some who will say, no, th- their theology of Jesus as God will be, it could vary, I mean, it, within Christian mainline denominations, they'll often will sound like, oh, no, Jesus, they'll even talk about the Trinity, right? But what, what ends up happening when you start asking, is Jesus the only way of salvation, is there any other, you know, then they'll, they'll, they'll say, ah, well, no, well, you can, you know, well, God is just love, right? And Jesus is love. And so you can be a Buddhist and, and you know, they just call Jesus something diff- something else there, right? Um, often that starts to happen, you know, that, that it's, it's Jesus becomes the uniqueness of Christ gets lost, even though they may still want to talk about him in, in these terms from the Bible, but they will not want to deny other things, right. uh, other religions, right? right? Absolutely. And so uh, when we look at the, the church um, and individual churches that are uh, teaching the Word of God, our testing is whether or not they agree with God in aspects, for example, of what is sin called? What what is called sin? Right. For example, homosexuality. Yeah. Right. This is a big product. Uh, this is a big thing right now because there's many churches that are saying, you know, no, this is this is okay to live this lifestyle. You can still you can still worship properly and be in this type of relationship. And the word of God is really clear on it. And we're not going to make excuse for it. We're going to have to agree with it. And so even with like you were saying, churches that are teaching, you know, the Bible. Mm-hmm. They've got a subtle twist on it, you know, right. to appeal to man, right? Right. Well, and I think the other thing, when it comes to the incarnation, if Jesus appeared in the flesh, then we often then we need to also say, what is a, our appropriate biblical anthropology? What is the right teaching about humanity? Because when Jesus came in the flesh, he became fully human, and so if our doctrine of of humanity then becomes distorted. Then our Christology is going to become distorted as well, right? right? So if we start teaching that men who are genetically male can start becoming female, then what does that what 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 will then start to be said about Jesus when he became a man? So when Jesus took on flesh, if at age 12, he decided, oh, I'm, I'm going to actually become a woman, right? Could he have still been the Messiah? Mm. Yeah. Well, you can't, I can't really even go there in my mind because it's so against his nature of truth, you know? Well, right, and what but, but, that's where, but that's where this whole right. idea of Jesus taking on flesh— it may, as, it may as well be the same thing from what they're saying, right? You know, he, he didn't come in the flesh. Oh, well, would, if, if that's true, then— It, it didn't matter. It right? didn't matter, Yeah. Because he could, you know, well, 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 because well, what's the other issue that's up today too is now a lot of people are saying, well, you can, we, you can identify as an animal, you can identify as a, a furry or a cat or a dog or things like that, and do we see when when mankind starts distorting itself in this way, 
do we see how it grieves the the God of the universe who decided to become human mm. oh, to yeah. save us? Yeah, right. So when we talk about the spirit of the Antichrist, um, it will manifest itself sometimes not in a direct denial of Jesus, but when when it when when it manifests itself in saying humanity is this way. And we then we reflect on the fact that Jesus full, became human. He took on flesh. That is a. We have to say, what does it mean to be to be human? Because God, the image of God, is imprinted on the in, in, in humans. Exactly. And Jesus Himself, the second person of the Trinity, took on that humanity. Right. And so, um, so yeah, that's where the truth of the scriptures and in in in. Our doctrine of mankind is deeply tied to our doctrine of Jesus. Right. And so what's being said here, because this is, again, this is a letter to us who are are in the church, is that when a a teaching comes in and it's different than that of something that we already understand as traditional truth according to to the word of God, that we are to be very careful what we put confidence in before we've had a chance to examine it. You know, I mean, there's there's objective truth in, in the scripture, right? And right. It, it's held together by the consistency of God's word. But we have to, it's it's the X seventeen eleven thing, right? Receive the word w- with truth, but then examine it. Yeah. Yeah, we do need to examine. And, and I, I think that's, there are a couple other scriptures that have come to mind, just in terms of testing, because many of the, many of the New Testament letters are addressing false teaching. Uh, they're either te- addressing false, uh, when when the apostles are addressing particular churches or just the church in general, they're usually addressing some kind of either false teaching as it relates to Jesus or where salvation comes, and then also some kind of false practice that flo- often flows out of that, or sometimes they're not appropriating that properly. And so th- these false practices have to be addressed to keep the church true. So First Thessalonians is one of those, you know, where... False teachers are coming in, and, and, and Paul's warning them about these false teachers who are leading them astray. And in, 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 in chapter 2, verse 4, he, um, he says, well, I'll start in verse 3. He says, for our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive. So he's defending his own apostleship and the true teaching and saying, you know, um, he's not appealing them based on those things. He's teaching them what they should be taught. He's not trying to deceive them and lead them astray. He says in verse 4, But just as we've been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. Mm. So here, he's he's aware of the accusation of trying to please man. And he's saying, no, I'm not trying to please man. I'm trying to please God who tests our hearts. So... um, so it's important that we we what's what's the motivation of the teacher and and Paul saying no my I'm not I'm trying to please God in my teaching, and and God is testing our hearts um, not to please man and then also in in five twenty one he says at the end of the letter, um, well he he goes on um, I'll start in verse nineteen do not quench the spirit talking about the spirit um, do not despise prophecies but test everything. Hold fast what is good, abstain from every evil. So Paul's encouraging the testing. He wants them to test the scriptures and test what he says according to the scriptures um, because he doesn't want evil to creep in. 
uh, with any of this, but abstain from all that stuff. And so it's important that we test. And so what is the what's the true test that always comes down to is 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 according to scriptures, but all everything leads to Jesus, you know. And so are how are these how are these false teachings going to distort who Jesus is right. and what he came to be? Yeah. Because that becomes the ultimate true test. And then out of that, we ought to be able to start with Christ. And then from there, as as that as he sheds light on things, we ought to be able to see the shadows and the darkness and the untruth come out of that. And and really, when it comes down to these things, even we're talking about when it comes to human sexuality and all those things, which are a huge thing in the church today, right? Um, is it all right for men to marry uh, men and women to marry women? Is it all right for men and women to change genders? Is it all right for them to be to be um, multisexual and all these different things? We got to okay. Let's start with Jesus and how he came and what he taught, and from there we go out. And I think we'll see that um, Jesus himself addressed these things. Jesus himself came. He was. It was very clear that he came as a man, <laughs> right? Yeah. He yeah. did. You know. And so, um, so, so, always start with Jesus. And what I what I will think what I think you will find is if you go. When you find churches that start distorting these other things, 99% of the time, when you go back and you press them on their Christology, you press, you press them on, on um, who Jesus is and why he came and him being the only way, 99% of the time, you'll see that they will deny that as well. Right. And so what you've just done is you've, You've just demonstrated the failure for them to do the test. Yes. They forgot to do the test against Christ, right? right. So what does it mean to test something? And you can test something, um, you, you basically are proving that it is true, that it fits the the mold of the original, how by shining light on it. Like, for example, right. if you're doing coins, how do you tell if this coin's you know, a real coin. Well, you compare it to one that we already know is right. real, right? So we look at it, we look at, make sure the mold's correct, we make sure it's made of the same substance. And that's what we're doing with, with the, these teachings that are coming in. Does right. it stand the test against all the other scriptures that is the test? Right. Oh, something came in over here. Well, it's it's isolated. It could be isolated, you know, and maybe it, maybe it might have some truth to it, but until... If it's in contrast or contrary to the base of what we already know, then we have to throw right. it out. We have to throw right. it out, right? Because right. why? Because it didn't stand the test. Right. So when I when I enter into doctrinal disagreements with people, um, often what I will try to do, if if I'm being faithful and remember, I will go back to them and we'll say, okay, let's start with our Christology and our, our theology. Do we do we believe in the Trinity? Do we believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do we believe that He he was born of a vert. All those kind of essentials of the faith that we talk about here in the EPC and other places, like the mere Christianity of, of C.S. Lewis, that central hallway that we all agree and affirm. And if we go back to those, many of them revolve around Jesus. And in do we believe in, is our Christology in board, is our soteriology, our theology of salvation? Do we believe that Jesus is the only, is the way, the truth, and the life? There's no other way to come back to the Father but through him. Mm, yeah. So if, if I can... If in my conversation, if we agree on that, that I am fully willing to start straying into other areas of doctrinal disagreement and say, okay, now why do we disagree on these things? 
But if, if we're talking about these other things and I'm with somebody and we're not on the same page when it comes to Jesus and salvation, then I'm, I'm, I'm really engaging in futile conversation after that. Right. So I need, to, I need to go to this test first. And if we agree on this test, then okay, let's talk about differences as it relates to maybe the role of women in ministry or the, you know, the, the age of the earth or some of those things that we can d- disagree over. Right. You know, but by the way, you know, just real quick, if you're listening right now, uh, we have said quite a few things right now, and maybe some of that was offensive to you, yeah. you know, and here's the thing. If it was, that's a good thing because now it's up to you to go and test. Yeah. Test it according to the word of God because that's that's what we do. Don't worry. In this in, in this podcast, we have something to offend everybody, right? We're, I mean, I'm offended at times. Oh, why am I offended? Because something about the spirit of God has pricked something that wasn't right in my world, right? right. There, there's an offense that comes into my own pride. Um, but the proper response to that is change my heart, oh Lord. Yeah. You know, make it in conform into your image. Right. I want to, I want to, I want to stand that test of time as well. And that being said, you know, when, when, when we have preachers who are preaching the word of God and they're, they're, they're trying to be honest with the word and they're, te- they're teaching some, sometimes a preacher might say something wrong. That doesn't all of a sudden mean he's antichrist, does it? Exactly. Exactly. So, no, that's the, te- that's the test. Right. Always it comes back to that. And so I think that's in, the, we've said that this season, of the podcast is we're going through first John is one of our goals in that is to talk about evangelism and talk about Jesus as the way of salvation. And so that's the thing here. You know, any of these other issues that come up, the question I'm always going to come back to, do you believe Jesus is is the Christ? And by the Christ, we mean the anointed king sent by God to reconcile all the world to himself, uh, uh, which involves bringing humans in reconciliation back to him and then ultimately all of creation the new heavens and the new earth are all going to, it's all through Jesus, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so that's the big question is, do you believe that the, the way into right relationship with God is Jesus? And if you do, okay, then write us your questions and, and bring <laughs> us this other, and we'll, we'll discuss these other things. And if you don't, and you want to know more about that, write us questions and send them in and, and we'll, we'll talk about that too. Um, what is your hang up? And so if your hang up is, um, homosexuality. Um, if your hangup is I don't, you know, is uh, you know, social ju- some other some social justice issue, or, you know, whatever. That's fine. Let's talk about it. But first, our encouragement is first wrestle with Jesus. Wrestle with Him first. And if if you come to the conclusion that Jesus is who He says He is, then that other issue will come will come to light, right? right? And so if you can't accept if you if you if you accept that Jesus is the Messiah, the one who came to save us from our sins, then uh, and you're willing to submit to him in all things, then you'll be open to what he says about the other thing. Right. Yeah. But if you're not if if that other thing you can't accept Jesus teaching on it, then you got to ask yourself do you really believe that he's the Lord? Of all. Right, because you end up putting something above him. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That yeah. that's the issue. Right. So now as we move on, as we go like into verse four, it talks mm-hmm. to us um um in a little bit different manner because it's it's calling us that we are of God. This is speaking to us right. as, as the church, right? 
Right. He is. So, um, and, and so if we are of God and, and because we've believed in Jesus, um, then, then whatever these false teachers are, it's, Jesus is the one who overcomes them. We don't have to, I don't have to convince myself to be better than them or whatever. I just have to keep, I keep, no, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of Christ. So, um, so if we're from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than who's in the world. So who am I relying on to, to face the, the, the disagreements of the world? Right. And sticking with the spiritual matter, I mean, because he who is in you, who's the he? Jesus. Okay. So we're by the spirit. By the spirit. So we're talking about the spirit of God here. Right? Yeah. Then he who is in the world, who's the he there? Satan. A different spirit. Yeah. Right? A different right. spiritual being or entity or right. something. So we're still dealing in the spirit realm here, right. correct? Yeah. And so, so again, we've talked about this before. Is it's it's black and white. It's it's light and dark. It's it's love and not love. It is it's very clear in the scriptures. You're on one side or the other, right? And if you're not with Jesus, you're on the other side. Right. And so that's what it's saying here. They are from the world. And here, it's not just the general sense of we all live in in this planet Earth together. No, the world here is that which is opposed to Christ. That which is opposed to God and His plan um, to redeem all things, and so if you're of that, um, you got to understand when they speak and they're teaching these false things. Well, of course they are because they're of that. They're of that mind. They're of that spirit. You know, and so I. So we just recognize that's that's what we're getting, and we we address it in that way. That there is this spiritual battle, and that spiritual battle shows itself up shows itself in different teachings, different philosophies, different religions. Right. You know, this is interesting. The separation between just the one true religion of Christianity and, and biblical theology, right? That that one truth, that's true religion. And everything else that's out there is that the world, the spirit of the world tells you that you need to overcome. If you have this hurt and hang up, you need to overcome it. You need to come out of the closet. You need to be doing this, right? Everything that um, the Christian overcomes is be only because of the overcomer, the one that overcame yeah. everything. He's the one that right. gave us life, uh, shed his blood for us, and we enter into that relationship as the children of God. Right. Now we're in this this relationship. If 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 you're living any other, pick any other false right. lifestyle or religion out there. You got to live that on your own. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's very—it's really interesting. This is becoming more clear to me lately, and just some different things I've been reading about philosophies and things how they're manifesting themselves in the world today. And it's—it's it's interesting that I think it's my conviction that here in the United States today, there is one governing religion from which all the other religions fall under to some degree. That. In the United States, because we are in a pluralistic society where you're allowed to believe what you want to believe, mm-hmm. right? Supposedly, I think. Right. And now if you're Christian, I think more and more that's getting pushed against. Right. Um, but but the reality is, but there's one governing philosophy above all that that, that, uh, that uh, allows for that pluralism. And that is that the, the highest value and belief, I think, in our world today is that of individual expression, which we call freedom or liberty, is the right to believe whatever you want to believe um, to some degree. Right. 
Uh, now there, there, they will be some parameters that every once in a while, but really that comes the thing that becomes the highest thing. So the highest um, value of our world today is individual expression. The fact that Thad, you have the right to create your own reality. If you want to believe you're a cat and live as a cat, and as long as you don't hurt me, more power to you. Right. If you want to, if you want to be, if you want to um, marry a man, go ahead and do that. If you want to convert and become a woman, do that. If you want to be a, um, if you want to be a, a neutral in your sexuality, you know, do that. Whatever, right. all those things, you have the right to do that. It, it doesn't have to just be with sexuality. It can, in, in your right, in that sense, you, if you want to, if you want to believe that the most important thing in the world today is auto racing, and that's your religion, make it your religion. If you want to pursue right. accounting as your thing, whatever, you have the right to do that, and that becomes your highest value. That is your Messiah. It, it so is, you know, and we can just kind of label this under. One Nike slogan, it says, just do it. Yeah. Right. And that is just do whatever makes you happy. Right. Well, that, that statement is just a slight twist on Satanism, which says, do what thou wilt is the, shall be the whole of the law. Do right. whatever you want. That's as long as it, they'll actually say, but as long as you right. don't hurt anybody else, just do whatever you want. And that's going to be the whole of the law. Right. right? Well, that's that's the philosophy of this world, and it, it actually can be my philosophy at times when I turn my back or right. or, or want to be disobedient, right? Because my flesh still hungers right. out for that. But the one truth, the one religion, is plug into Christ. Right. You know, He's the one that's overcome the world. He's the one that takes right. our burdens, right? And, and, right? and has taken on all of our shame. You know, and what does it what does it take? It doesn't take any effort. Right, it just takes saying, "I trust." Right, I trust you. Yeah, and so we need to ask ourselves, which 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 spirit are we following? Right, and I think that's a real thing for a lot of professing Christians in in the United States today. You got to ask yourself, when I get up in the morning, which spirit do I believe in? Do I believe in the spirit that says, "Pursue happiness"? Pursue life and liberty as you determine it, Thad. And you might say, yeah, and for me, that's Jesus, and so I'm a Christian. But is that subservient to your right to believe it? You know, so I think, because my fear, even for my own life, which I, I think I've wrestled with it, I, I believe I'm on the right side of this, but I, my fear for a lot of Christians, even a lot of people in, in, in our church right here in this, this local congregation— is and who would say yes? I believe in Jesus, and that's my right. Which came first? Yeah, right. That's your exactly. your right to believe in Jesus or your belief in Jesus? Right. Because if the right to believe in Jesus is is the thing that precedes it, and then that becomes the priority. If that is your preeminent thought, if that's that that actually holds status over Christ itself, right. And if that's the case, I got a question if you really have faith in Christ. Well, exactly. You know, in the, in the in the parallel to the just do it slogan is it's it's spoken of here um of he who is in the world because people that are of the world are worldly. Right. Right? And what is included with the world? Well, there's scripture that talks about it. The the like who's ever in the world, it's the lust of the flesh. 
the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Now we've been we've been talking about the feast of unleavened bread in our shadows class, and the the one of the main things about leaven or, or unleavened, which is a yeast thing, is like when you put yeast into a, a making bread, it makes the bread inflate, it puffs up, right? So the the type or the symbol of the leaven is also associated with pride because we get puffed up with pride, right? This is yeah. the this is the view of the world. Do what you want. Just do it, right? Well, that ties into a lie because it's false wisdom. Yeah. Right? And so the the wisdom that we have, true wisdom, um first of all begins with the fear of the Lord. Right. Right? And what is that? That's understanding that he is the way, the truth and the the life that you were saying, as opposed to all the other stuff, which is prideful. Um, I'm going to use the word esoteric, which is the secret knowledge that this Mm -hmm. world, this is where you find happiness over here. This is where you find happiness over here. I mean, we've, we've talked about this a number of times when the true happiness that we have is the blessed life that we have in Christ. Yeah. So if we move on, so I think it's just, before I do that, it's a very important, all you good Americans out there, um, ask yourself, are you American first or a Christian first? If, 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 you, if you say you're a Christian because you have the – it's built on the foundation of having the right to believe what you want first, then I, 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 would, I would argue be careful because you might – you're sounding more like an American first and a Christian second. Mm-hmm. Does your faith in Christ precede everything else? Um, and if so, then you know that, that you are born of God, not of the world. Verse 6, we are from God. If you're from God because your priority, because Jesus is preeminent above all else, and you would be a Christian whether you were in, in, in communist China or, or um, you know, the Democratic Republic of the United States or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, the, the, um, yeah, I, I said that wrong, but the, you, know, the, you know what I mean. So uh, then he says, whoever knows God listens to us. What does he say? Oh, so, so if, if you know God, then you're just, you're, you're brainwashed by the apostles and you just listen to whatever they say. You know, you're just a, a sheep. Well, no, if you, what, is, what has John said about us? What did he say way back at the beginning about us? He says, we have seen with our eyes, we've looked upon, have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, and we testify to it. Mm-hmm. The us there is, is they are followers of Jesus. They are disciples. They are the apostles of Jesus. They don't do anything apart from what Jesus told them, just as Jesus did only what the Father told them, because they've all been shared in the same spirit. Right. right? Yeah. So if you're listening to us, you're listening because they are faithfully teaching only what Jesus taught them to teach. Right. Right. That's the goal of the yeah, Christian is right. to, to only really be pointing to the, the true Christ. Right. So by this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Um, and again, it is, the test is always Jesus, and, and, and it, it flows from there. And so that's what he's saying. That's how we know. And is, is your allegiance to Christ first, and does everything else then fall in line with that? Now, back to what we've said— Dad and I acknowledge we sometimes get those other things wrong. We can't, I and mean, we try not to. We're trying to always be faithful and teach, and we're open to rebuke and admonishment from the scriptures, right? But the spirit of truth that lives in us is the spirit of Christ, and we, uh, 
we give all allegiance to him and and we want to be corrected by him through the scriptures and through the the teaching of the church um historically that has come down through the orthodox teaching um and so it's always we always got to test those things and when we find ourselves out of alignment with that we always need to go back and wrestle with the scriptures and say is there justification for that uh, just an example like recently i i in our holy saturday um you know i i did a teaching on this um on the descent of Christ to the dead, and distinguish between like the way that we've taken the Apostles' Creed of he descended into hell, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And we've got to look to Scripture and say, what does that mean? And there is a lot of good historic teaching in the church of saying that that's just the place of the dead, the realm of the dead, not necessarily the place of, of judgment, of, uh, of which we often think of hell, right? So, but when we come to those things, we, we wrestle and we say, what is there justification within are there are there a lot of other Christians throughout history who would who would hold to what I'm saying? If I find myself venturing into some unique teaching that the church has never held before, I know I'm in danger. Right. Right. And I think we see that even today in some of the health and wealth gospel teachers who have some weird teachings on the Trinity, and they they many of them are falling into, um, you know, believing that there's you know this one God who just shows himself in three different forms at different times. I'm forgetting the technical term for it right now, but it's, um, you know, sometimes Jesus, uh, sometimes God is the Father, sometimes he's the... Uh, it's, it's the oneness Pentecostalism. Yeah, the, one, the oneness Pentecostalism, right? That, you know, that, that is straying away from the teaching, you know? Right. And, and I think there's a, there is, um, they're, they're denying... Jesus coming in the flesh there. Now they would say, no, he did, but they, but, but they're, they're disrupting the eternal nature of the Trinity um, in that, in that sense. Right. right? Yeah. So you got to, I'm just, the encouragement is to the test. The first test is Jesus. And then out of that, the the rest of the, is the scriptures as, as he's taught in the scriptures. Right. And so, and then from that, then we do look and say, what is the historical teachings of the church as they've approached the scriptures and, and, and taught Jesus? And so when, when we find ourselves out of alignment with that, uh, we need to be very careful that we're because we, we likely are falling into the spirit of the Antichrist. Right. Yeah. I, you know, the word that is coming to mind for me right now is liberated. Um, we have been liberated. Well, that doesn't mean that we are free to do everything that we want to do, right? The idea of being liberated is that we've been liberated from the power of sin that was over our lives, yes. right? Christ liberated us. And now we have liberty not to do anything that we want to do in the flesh, but we have liberty and the power of Christ, the Spirit of God working in us to act, to walk according to that spirit, which is in truth of the gospel message, right? That's right. that's what we've been liberated to, is to the truth yes. of, of that, to, to live um, outside of that power of sin that's been right. over us, that's still over the world, right? Yes. We've been, it's called, the, the, to be elect um, in God, in the, in, in the God's economy is to be called out of something, yes. right? We're called out of the world. Right. And that's a... Uh, uh, that's challenging for us because we have to live in the world. Yeah. So the same, like the same uh, apostles, I'll use Paul's example, who proclaimed liberty in Christ. 
you know, uh, talked about liberty all the time in the spirit. At the same time, could call himself a slave of, of Jesus. Right. Right. So the, there is great liberty in being a slave of Christ. But that liberty, again, like you said, doesn't, it doesn't mean I get to do whatever I want to do. It means I've been set free to want to do what Christ wants me to do. Right. And, and that's important for us to see because when, when we're at, again, that's the test, right? And that's the test that we have here that we need to keep going back to. Yeah, that's great. So uh, next time we'll, we'll pick it up in verse 7. Yeah, we'll see that, that, that this, this test show, starts to show itself in outward expression through love. And so that's, again, where, uh, again, uh, there's going to be some repetition here from what we've talked about in the past, but it really, the application that he's bringing out of this is this being born of God and knowing God and how he then, how that manifests itself. Well, I think coming off the heels of this, what the whole idea about the love is that if you're going to call God or Christ your Savior, or if you're going to believe in him for your salvation, right. that true love of that God, true love of the only God and his Christ must be demonstrated um, in the fashion of truth and and living according to, yeah. to the way he's commanded us, right? Amen. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, fantastic. We'll, uh, we'll see you all next time. All right. Bye. Thank you. Have a good night. Sure to join us next time as we discuss is to know God to really love God. Planet is a Cornerstone EPC production connecting to God, one another, and the world through the love of Jesus. More information can be found at cornerstonebrighton.com.